Scott, it's the 150th episode of Wolves Cast. We should probably do some sort of special segment to celebrate. Any ideas? How about the 150 best Timberwolves of all time? I've already got the list. Number 150, Mo Williams. Number 149, Sidney Lowe. Number 148, Danielle Marshall. Number two, Kevin Garnett. And number one, Nas Reed. Welcome to episode 150 of Wolves Cast, the show formerly known as Timberwolves, the podcast. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Yeah, 150. Hopefully. Milestone right here. You know, we like those big round numbers, everybody. Ooh, feels so good to be at 150, not 149, not 151. It really snuck up on us. 150 right here. You know? Yeah. And the numbering, you know, it's kind of weird because we take summers off usually. You know, last summer was weird. Yeah. Well, a whole year was weird pretty much. But, you know, so, you know, we get a lot of episodes because we're so consistent during the season. You know, we're, we're in your podcast box every single week, except sometimes we take all-star break off. Yeah, exactly. So, but so it's every single week for the entire NBA season, and then a couple months off, a couple you know summer yeah. pods, a free agency pod, a draft pod, those kind of things, preview pods. But yeah, we've been around for you know five years or so, and yeah, five seasons or so, and uh, the Timberwolves are <laughs> better. No, they're pretty much you know I think they're probably worse. Wasn't our first season on the pod the last love season? Yeah, I think so. Yep. So that's that about lines up. So they got good for a few years there, I guess. We've the, been through with, the ups and the downs. I've gone yeah. to play, I saw the Timberwolves win a playoff game. Everybody. Oh, in the lifetime of this show, that's amazing. We've seen the highs and the lows of the Jimmy Butler era. We've yes. seen the Andrew Wiggins era come and go. You know, there's yep. been. There's been a lot we've seen and yeah. all the time you've been listening to us. So we appreciate it. You know, even if this is your first episode you've ever listened to, you're in luck because you have a bunch of back episodes you can go catch up on. That's right. Yes. And you'll get all the inside jokes that we've developed through the years. We haven't really done a good job of that, have we? We got a handful. Yeah, we got some. We got some little things here. It's more just like stuff you might know that we, we like, you know. It's just like, oh, yeah, Scott talks. We ask Scott about the twins. Oh, yeah. You know, and. Uh, baseball analogies. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about, uh, I don't know, we talk about my dog, I guess, from time to time. You know, you hear Josie on the show pretty much every episode. She's so. always around. Little things like that. And like, what shout we out to like. Josie. Like sometimes, you know, on a podcast when they've reached a big number they'll shout out the producer who's been behind the scenes uh-huh, for all the uh-huh. episodes shout out to Josie she's really yeah. been laying in the room for every single <laughs> one of these episodes that's right yeah she she has been so yeah it's been a good 150 it's good you know we usually do about I would say 30 episodes a year something like that you know sure. it's t- yeah, typically the right. range in yeah. a given season so yeah that comes out to about five years or so and it's been it's been a good time we're just gonna keep it going you know again you know the 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 state of the team is never it's never you know made us feel like we shouldn't do this or anything like that we would have stopped a long time ago if the team being bad and stuff was a, was a hindrance yeah exactly I mean We've seen a lot of Timberwolves podcasts come and go, but the thing is, Neil and I would be doing this yeah. if we didn't have any listeners. You know, it's yeah. like we uh, we talk about the Timberwolves. This is just like a sampling of what our text group with Robert, Neil, and myself That's looks right. like. You know, it's we're the just audio version. always chatting basketball. Might as well put it on tape and let you join in. Hopefully, we've en- enhanced your enjoyment of Timberwolves basketball in some way over the the past five years. Absolutely. So yeah, we won't uh, we won't dwell on 150 too much. Maybe until we get to our sponsor, we're very special. Uh, sponsor surrounding uh, the little navel gazing but we're mostly going to be talking about uh this past week of timberwolves basketball 
uh, our favorite team and the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll have a week recap, full court press uh, sponsor. We got some freezing cold takes, weekly Wolfies, and a game all happening on this episode of Wolves Cast. As Hopefully. we get back to the standard, uh, you know, format after having a great episode last week with Kyle uh, Tagi from uh, Kenis Hoopus, you know, we're back to just you and me. Chopping it up. Yeah, hopefully this will keep you warm while you're shoveling snow this weekend. We have a <laughs> snowy one on the docket, which I, I think probably the, our international fans probably like hearing. You know, they like to hear what's the weather up. weather report. You know, yeah, because we've got some people who listen overseas, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's snowy Minnesota. <laughs> they're in for one this weekend. So that's why we have cold takes for you later this episode. Yeah, yeah, totally. I got a shovel when I get home. I did not do it today like a good, responsible oh, neighbor. So. Yeah, as long as you get there in the first, you know, 18 to 24 hours Yeah, after it'll get done snow. 24 hours. It was just I wanted to do it in the sunlight. I'll do it after dark. It's yeah, fine. yeah, he'll be cold. All right, well, let's. Uh, yeah, we got four games to talk about pretty quickly here, so let's uh, let's get to week recap, Scott. What do, what do we have? What should we talk? What should we well, talk about here? It was a one and three week, but mm-hmm. it felt like it could have been a two and two week, or maybe yeah. even possibly a three. We would have had a three and one week because in been. our grasp, it kind of just slipped through our fingers because uh, we had besides the first game against Philly, very competitive games. You know, That's right. uh, we won one against Cleveland. We. Uh, lost by two points to Cleveland in the second Cleveland game, and then we lost by three points to the Spurs after, you know, obviously having a 15-point fourth-quarter lead. But uh, those are all games that are not those huge blowouts where it's the garbage time for the full fourth quarter. I mean, Philly, though, I mean... Let's, I guess we start there chronologically. I guess we should do the top of the recap. One and three this week, five and 16 overall, tied with Detroit for the worst winning percentage in the league. We're last in offense, 24th on defense. Thank you, Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Best offense and worst defense in the league, Brooklyn Nets. Thank you for didn't know that. keeping That's us funny. up. I think I saw something that said it's like the best offense and worst defense in NBA history right now, or funny. something like yeah, yeah. so one sided. But hey, what, you know, you got superstars like that. They'll figure it out. So we're still 30th in the net rating, worst team in the league. Oh, yeah. Feel Feels like the worst team in the league, but like I said, this week was uh, after this Friday game that we're going to talk about the loss against Philadelphia, ninety-four to one eighteen, aka the Joel Embiid game. I think that none of us would be surprised. That that looked like uh, when we compared our rosters. We knew we were going to be severely outsized in that game, and that was kind of my experience watching it. How about you, Neil? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we watched that one together. We got to hang out and uh, enjoy the. Enjoy the game together, which was fun uh, last uh, last Friday. And but definitely better to watch Joel Embiid destroy your favorite team with a friend. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's better than to do it alone. Yes, don't be solo for that one. But uh, yeah, he was uh, he was great. I mean, he was uh, you know it was the, the basically the the notes from this game are uh, you know the Philly and specifically Joel Embiid you know toyed with the Wolves for the first uh, half or so and then really just turned it on in the second half and uh, that's kind of surprising to say because you look down and after the first half he had twenty one points. A lot <laughs> so of that like, came oh. at the free throw line though. Yeah. In the first half for some reason it was like. It wasn't that we were doing good paint defense, but they were just missing all their shots in the paint. You know, right, a lot right, of right. easy shots that should have gone down did not. So we're like, oh man, maybe Joel's having an off night. But yeah, he still had 20 points at the line in the first half, essentially. You know, yeah. and then second half, you know, you. Then he really turned it on. Can't keep a good dog down, you know? Oh, man, he was. He was. I don't know what was like more notable. The fact that he was just like. Just, just continually going at the wolves, or that the wolves didn't do anything about it. I was so upset with the wolves, like and Ryan Saunders, like not making any sort of adjustments on like who was going to guard him, how they were going to guard him, or just like how they're going to try and get the ball out of his hands. It's just like, no, we're going to live with this. You're just like beating us every possession. We're just going to live with this. It's okay. <laughs> there was a stretch of four or five consecutive possessions in the third quarter where it was Dumb. Embiid posted up the exact same spot. 
Same spot. They were just like, okay, until this play doesn't get his points, we're just going to run it over and over and over again. And Bede posted up his guy kind of on the, if you're looking at the hoop, it's on the left side of the court. And uh, five straight possessions where he just like drove it past the defender, slammed it, or one time he got a whistle, you know, but just scored it like every single time. And you're right. Ryan was like, you know what? Maybe the sixth time is the charm. I believe in this matchup. Like, come on, bring a bring a double. I know, you know, Embiid's good. He'll whip it around, but he's going to kill you anyways. At least get the ball out of his hands. Yeah, like, really? Just uh, <laughs> seriously. I mean, I know we hate on Ryan. He's getting a lot of flack, but this is one of those examples you point to and be like, you've got to you got to do something as a coach. Come yeah, on. Yeah. So Embiid had 16 points in the third quarter, and after the third, the Wolves were down 14, and that was pretty much the game. Embiid was on track to have a career high, and yeah. then he didn't have to play the fourth quarter. The Wolves could not keep it competitive enough to give Joel the the opportunity to have a career high. But in in in, in better news, you and me uh, ordered some uh, takeout Mexican food, and mm, we just enjoyed great. we just enjoyed that one. Shout out Grande to- Sunrise, my neighborhood <laughs> corner Mexican place. And That's right. Live just like two blocks away from it. Delicious. That's right. So yeah, that that was uh, that was a beatdown uh, after that. But what can you expect by one of the best teams in the league? Well, let's go on to happier ground because I thought the same thing. Where we were going to get into that same trouble with our next game yeah. against Cleveland here at home. It was the first game of a back to back home road back to back, which is weird. I like it better when we're just in the same city for yeah. two games. It's weird to do the traveling in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, they also have just a team with an incredible amount of size. Drummond, Nance, you know, a lot of big guys on that team. Jared yeah. Allen. Yeah. And Drummond really had his way. He had a terrific game against the Wolves, but we hunt in there. Uh, ended up winning 109-104, our second game we've won without Cat this season. Uh, only the fifth game we've won <laughs> overall this season. Right. But uh, boy, did it feel good to win one, and really just a great game from Anthony Edwards, his best game of the year. Yeah, we'll Career. talk. We'll talk more about that uh, in full court press. We we'll have a whole segment, uh, you know, kind of dedicated to the game he had, but. You know, just uh, just a pretty quality, you know, Wolves game right here, and you know the the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers right now, good defensive team, but they have one of the worst offenses in the league. So you know that's where you can really uh, make them pay, and the, and the Wolves sure did that. I think we had a stretch in, in the game. fourth quarter where like. For like four minutes, we didn't score, but they also didn't score. So it was like, it just kind of kept it steady. Yeah. We, we kept our lead in the fourth quarter, even though we had one of those really big stretches where the other team usually goes on a run because we can't score the ball. Yeah. We, we, they just also couldn't score the ball. Yeah, Wolves played a pretty good pace in this game. They forced a lot of turnovers, got out in the break and stuff like that. So that was a big, big part of this uh, was, you know, playing in tra- transition, which, you know, you don't see a lot from the Wolves uh, this year with D'Lo and stuff like that. So Which is kind of see. a bummer because we're committed to small ball with Cat, Cat we're smaller than we even intended to go and why does a team play small ball so they can get good shooting and get out and transition and yep. run and yet we're playing small ball and not getting those so instead we're getting all the negative sides of small ball with none of the benefits yeah but when you see a game like this where we're frisky in transition it, it kind of makes sense you're like oh i get it yeah so it's good to see the wolves get back on the winning side of things uh, after a kind of a little losing streak there so I got back there, but like you said, kind of crazy to have you know not only back-to-back games, but back-to-back games against the same team in a different gym. Mm-hmm. So the very next night, different I mean, time zone. I mean, at least both teams had to travel, I guess. But yeah, it's still kind of tough to you know have to you know play that game and then right away get on the road and uh, go it's travel. Very, very courteous of them to start the game an hour later than normal. <laughs> yeah, uh, so right, that way yeah. it's not two games within 24 hours. You know, probably on purpose. A, yeah. yeah, so they started an hour later, so we got the advantage of starting at the central time. 
uh, normal tip off uh, yeah. instead of that Eastern time zone, which is, come on, who lives in the Eastern time zone? But, uh, you know, it was a loss. I can say, oh, it's a schedule loss, second night of a back-to-back on the road, come on. But uh, it was well within our grasp. Yeah, it was very it close. It. Yeah. Jarrett Allen just dominating, just taking over the rim. He had 23 points, like 18 rebounds, five blocks, I think, or something like that. Just so wild. The Jarrett Allen game. And once yeah. again, you know, this team has nothing they can do against size. And uh, Jarrett Allen. Yeah, no like, Drummond, no Nance in this yeah, game. Yeah, they so both they, sat out on the second yeah. night of a back-to-back and yeah. no problem i guess drummond was dragging them down because there they go beating us 98 yeah. 100 yep so you know the wolves you know again they kept this one close and uh you know they just you know they were down a lot but they really you know down by 10 for most of the third quarter and in the second half there but yeah again they really kind of kept it close and and got right in there the bench played really well in this game for the wolves yeah, um, that was a great point. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Jake Lehman, you know, really came off the bench and Signs was hitting of life. some shots and getting into the paint and finishing and stuff like that. And Vanderbilt's playing well, um, also, you know, just yeah, he's so good against the zone. I feel like you know he gets in the middle there and he can kind of kick it out to anybody and stuff. So you know, just just really good to see and you know, good to see Jake Lehman again get back on track. You know, after a really uh, disappointing start to the season. Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, Jim Pete mentioned in the San Antonio game, but you know, I was thinking about it earlier. It's just like, yeah, he's he's got that new daddy energy, right? Mm. D- daddy Layman. Ever since he has a newborn in his life, he's uh, <laughs> shooting the ball a little better. Got a little more pep to his step, I wow. think. So I don't know, it might be real. Can't shoot it much worse. But <laughs> yeah. speaking of my proclivity for baseball, it is a thing in baseball oh. where when a guy comes back after having a, a, a child born, they usually hit a home run in their first game back. Just nice. weird. Yeah, after I mean, I've only seen one other Cleveland game besides these two that the Wolves have played. But I like that team. I like uh, I like watching Garland and, and Sexton play yeah, together. Fris- and Fris- Frisky, yeah, and Love hasn't That's even played. So it's like once they get him back, it'll probably be even more fun. And and so I don't know, Coro is you know up there as far as really good rookies this year. So I like Cleveland. So maybe we'll be watching some more Cleveland this year. Although, you know, that you would think of them as like bottom dwellers. Right now they're in the playoff picture, so we'll see. Don't do a long closeout to Coro. Jim Pete <laughs> will tell Jim, you. Jim will get all over well, you. He's not a good shooter. Why are you doing the long closeout? Let and blow by you. You got to do the short close out. I like it. Coach Pete, Coach Jim Pete right there. Can't let it go. (laughs) Yeah. So it was, it was fun to, you know, get, get a look at Cleveland. They are a friskier team than normal. I just used that adjective twice to describe them, but it's also fun to imagine Darius Garland, obviously the, the unofficial story is that's who we traded up for to draft ah. at the number six pick, and instead Cleveland sniped him at number five, and we had to fall back on Jarrett Culver. Yep. What a different world. What a different team this would be if we had Garland on yeah, it. Who knows? Potentially. Who knows what it would look like. But that brings us to last night's game. We're recording it on Thursday night, so last night was Wednesday, and that was the San Antonio Spurs. In San Antonio, Ryan had a winning percentage against Coach Pop. Oh, Apparently he was yeah. saying something about that. I hope I think it was probably tongue-in-cheek, though, because uh-huh. we all recognize the sizable difference between Pop, who is... <laughs> 40 or some wins away from most in NBA history. Yeah, legend. And and Ryan, who will probably not reach it to 50 <laughs> wins in his coaching career. Yeah. Uh, so it's quite a bit of difference. But for some reason, we had beat the Spurs a few times since Ryan took over. Yeah. And we almost did it again. Ah. But like I said, up 15 in the fourth quarter and surprise to nobody. I mean, everybody on Twitter, everyone in the Slack, everyone on the Discord <laughs> were just like, Oh no! Once it started, Here everyone was go. like, "We know that we know." Fifteen points in the fourth is yeah. not a safe lead, and just a classic Timberwolves collapse in the fourth quarter. How many of these have we seen during our 150 episodes? But uh, yeah. it does, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it makes it doesn't really make it that much better. You know, having seen it a bunch, it takes the stain out a little bit. 
on a shout out. This was a game. Usually, you know, we talk about my habits watching games on replay right, usually because right. I'm busy during the night. But Meg was gone for the night. She was out with some friends. And so, you know, socially distanced safely. But uh-huh. it was me and the pipe. My pup, and Piper, and uh, we watched it together on the couch. And let me tell you, having a puppy sleeping on your lap is a good way to not Aww. get too upset about the Timberwolves. Right. I was like, I could get upset about this, but she's asleep. You know, what a, what a warm, sleepy puppy. Right, right. The, so. the lead is being blown. But then you just look straight down, and there's like an adorable little creature just like snoozing on you. I'm, you know I'm going to get her a Timberwolves jersey at some point. <laughs> Maybe I should. Maybe I should get one of those custom ones, like we were joking Let's about, like go. Barco Milicic or something. Yeah, get a yeah. customized one. So if anyone man. knows, you know, good dog jersey place. So I should probably wait. She's growing really quickly right yeah, now. Yeah, now not I, the time. I'm so excited to get her a Wolves jersey. Yeah, maybe in a year or so. But yeah, this game was another good one. I mean, uh, no uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, no Rudy Gay for the Spurs. Thank God. Uh, Spurs kind of on a little losing streak here after losing a couple games to Memphis. But, uh, you know, Beasley playing well. Rubio played really well, making shots and making things go. Making layups. Um, yeah, making some shots around the rim. That's great to see. Um, and really, just I think the first half was maybe one of the – probably the best – not maybe not the best half, but one of the very best halves of basketball the Wolves have played this year. And so all signs were, uh, you know – uh, looking up here, and uh, but yes, as as a Timberwolves fan for this season, you kind of have to, you know, always be on your toes because uh, hey, if there's any more time left in the game, well, their team could potentially come back. So, you know, that that was really hard. And sure, the Wolves, I mean, they did it. I mean, it was it was wild for San Antonio. I mean, it was a twenty to two run uh, at the end of the game. It was a thirty to eleven run there for San Antonio. So really, it was a just, slightly like Joel Embiid, like we don't know how uh, to stop this guy feeling with Demar Derozan. Yeah, they had a Kogi on for a little. Bit, but he was like still getting in there and yeah. still getting fouled and stuff. So we took did. him out, put McDaniel's in. Could not figure out the riddle yeah. of Demar. Yeah. And Rosen. even with the bad calls at the end, it was just like the Wolves shouldn't have been in that position. Yeah. to like let that happen, right? Like, yeah, you can complain about the no call on Beasley. Uh, you know, when and he went to the, the rim, the, and the then, opposite di- side. Yeah, down, he kind, it was of, kind of crowds. Kind of he, he definitely yeah. didn't touch him, but the ref did call. It was the crowding thing where you can't step into a shooter. I wasn't upset position. about it. Yeah, you know, if anything, I was more upset about the no call on the other end. Yeah. But like yeah. you said, you know. We know the Wolves aren't going to get respect calls. It's a league where there's respect calls and there's no more disrespected team, you know, yeah. than the Timberwolves. So yeah. you just can't expect it. And we've seen uh, every season we see a game or two get taken away because the ref uh, just disrespecting the Wolves. And that just goes with the territory until we become a good team. You know, that's going to happen. But uh, good to see Beasley make some shots there, right? He was he was, he was hitting, hitting some long ones there. Well, that's what makes it so frustrating to see the D'Lo R- R- hero ball, you know? It's yeah. just like, and once again, I've talked about this on the pod. I don't know how much of it's Beasley's fault. I, I, he's usually being guarded by the best wing defender on the other team. Right. But it seems like Beasley, for how good he's been, sometimes there'll be stretches where he doesn't get a shot off. And it's like, some of it's probably he's being defended so well. But the other side of it is like Russell and Edwards, especially with Edwards playing, you know, with the starting lineup, they both get kind of the, the sticky on hands, ball. you know? They're the on-ball guys. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, when Beasley's cooking, and it's just like, D'Lo, why are you taking every single shot here in the fourth? You know, so yeah. kind of wish that we had gotten the ball to Beasley more. But, you know, what are you going to do? All right. Let's talk a little more about uh, Anthony Edwards here, Scott. Let's uh, let's jump right into full court press. Here's the tip. How long do you think it'll be before we have more Edwards quotes on the soundboard than anyone else? What? A great quote. Well, I bet I'd be A1 from day one. Always, every time he opens his mouth. We'll get more. He had a great moment, but it wasn't quotable because it was a silent head he shake. shook his head. This week when, when asked if there's anybody he wouldn't try to dunk it on. You yeah, know? and that's the game we're talking about right here. Anthony Edwards' breakout game is what we need to talk about first. 
And, you know, it, it, we're going to talk about it in the context of this specific game, but I think it's also kind of a, a larger trend at this point of kind of, uh, you know, him coming out of some of the, you know, just some of the mistakes and some of the ways he was playing, you know, in the first quarter of this season. Now we're kind of going to look for a little bit of growth here in the second quarter of the season. So, yeah, but this game at home, uh, the Wolves' uh, lone win from this week, 23 points, five rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block, nine of 15 shooting, including four of seven that from efficiency. three. Ooh. That's the biggest thing. because You love it. We know he can he can get buckets, but uh, the efficiency has been the biggest red flag. And, you know, maybe it's a little bit. Oh, everyone was joking, too, about how much fun he was having on he was the court. smiling a lot. There was a photo that the Timberwolves posted of him. Like, the ball was, like, bouncing over his head, and he was running and smiling. And I saw that was photoshopped into him, like, having a kite in the park kind of thing. Like, But talk about a guy who was having a blast. I, I mean, he just so looked, much fun to he see. He just looked different in this game. And this, is this to me, he's, this is not his career high. He scored more in other games and stuff, but I think on two occasions. But this game, he just had this different kind of swag and this different kind of, especially as he took it to the rim, it was just this light-footed, just, I couldn't believe it, just the ease. He just had a totally different vibe here. I mean, obviously, he was just feeling it, just red hot, and just some, some incredible takes that just really make you, you know, as Wolves fans, you know, look forward to the future of this guy as far as just, man, just the things he's showing you this year. Just I think his nuts. creativity when driving to the rim has really improved. We've yep. seen some Sometimes him just go up because he's got the athleticism and against Clint Capella gets stuffed twice or, you know, like a lot of times he'll just kind of go the most direct line and then not have a great look at the basket. He shows some craftiness getting under, you know, doing a little reverse layup here and there. Or, so he's showing like he's learning, you know, it's like my puppy Piper. Every day she learns a new trick. It seems like she's learning new things all the time. And you can see that as well with Anthony Edwards, the puppy of the Timberwolves <laughs> is what I'm trying to say That's here. Right. Watching him grow. But yeah. I also think that once again, it was something we've commented on. He came into the league saying, you know, I know we got Russell and Towns and they're our stars and I'm not going to be stealing shots from them. But when I'm with the bench unit, that's my time to take as many shots. He basically said as much. And now that he's been in the starting lineup, maybe that's where that efficiency is coming from because he takes worse shots when he's against the bench unit because he's got the ball in his hands. And he's like, I I can take the shot because it's Ricky Rubio out here with Jake Lehman. (laughs) And like, I don't want to give them the ball. So I will, I'll pull the trigger as often as I'd like. And that's how we get these incredibly inefficient performances from him. (laughs) And like you said, he scored twice more, two times, but those were both products of garbage time as well. Every point in this game mattered you know it went down to the wire in this game and so I think just him playing significant minutes that were you know real like crunch time clutch minutes even you know it just shows a lot of growth and I also like him being in the starting lineups because I was just talking to you earlier I think Ricky and the bench unit are playing better because Ricky can orchestrate the offense when he doesn't have Anthony Edwards to you know we see yeah when we see Anthony and Edwards or Ricky I've commented on the pod before that it's weird to see Ricky just kind of dump the ball to Ed at the ant Edwards at the top of the key and then just kind of go stand in the corner because it's like one we know Ricky's not good at this you know this is not the best utilization of Ricky but it's just you know running so many isos and plays for ant against the bench unit then he's taking all these bad shots and having inefficient and scoring nights what was crazy against the Spurs and stuff you see when Ricky's on the court with the bench unit without Ant, Ricky's going to be like, okay, this time Jalen needs Jalen Noel hasn't shot the ball yet in a couple possessions. Yeah, let's spreading make sure, it around. Let's, let's, let's get Jalen a shot here. And then, oh, Jake Lehman had a great defensive possession. Let's make sure Jake gets the ball in this. And like Ricky's really aware of who hasn't touched the ball in the last five possessions and who needs to get a shot off. And you just see then, you know, it's a more balanced attack. You see guys having great moments with Ricky. And he can't build that kind of control over the offense when he has to give up the ball 
ball every other possession for an Anthony Edwards ISO possession. So I think Ant being in the lineup has really unlocked the bench as well. So it's making Ant a more efficient scorer because he's playing with guys he respects in the starting lineup who he knows that he needs shots as well. And then the bench unit is getting long because Ricky Rubio can orchestrate the offense. Yeah, the just the tough thing, though, about being in the starting lineup, though, is that he has to defend, right? He has to defend either the three or the four on the other team. And so we'll see where that goes. And, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I've maybe seen a little bit of improvement on that end of the floor as far as his awareness off ball. It's never really been an on-ball issue. If he's guarding the man with the ball, he's you know he's doing pretty well. Oh, yeah. He's competing. He's trying to get through the screen. I mean, what a, rookie, what a rookie kind of attitude, too, is like, right. yeah, he gets burned so much when he's – off ball and yeah, he's door. watching where the ball is and the guy he loses his defender completely like yeah. you don't want to see it it's it's a very easy mistake for rookies to make though so you want to see him get better at that but that's a very rookie kind of learning curve right yeah yeah but edwards in the in the starting lineup now i think that might be here to say we'll see what uh, happens uh you know when some guys come back from injury and stuff like and that. and also but... it depends on okoki who's been True. playing very poorly yeah Jim Pete says it on every broadcast. Nobody's been hurt more by the absence of Cat on both ends <laughs> of the floor yep. than Josh Okogi. And that may be true, but he's getting to the point where you have to ask, uh, are we better off just getting the offense of Edwards and giving up points on defense than getting no offense from Okogi and getting better defense yeah. from Okogi? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, just good to see it. You know, an awesome game from Edwards and continued improvement as far as the shot selection and his efficiency and stuff like that, getting to the free throw line a little bit more. So that's what we like to see. Continues to be a shot of sunshine for this team. Just like, like I said, the attitude. No one's having more fun on the court right now than Anthony Edwards. Yeah, shout out to Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards sends that one through the halo with some serious authority. He's heating up. All right. Uh, next thing to talk about here is uh, Carl Towns and uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez uh, seem to be very close to returning I'm, from I'm, their COVID absences. I'm gently knocking on wood. Yeah. I was listening to our pod. We were knocking on wood the other day. A lot week. of it. A lot and of I just it. realized there might be people with excitable dogs <laughs> listening to this podcast no, out loud. No we, dogs. we don't want any dogs barking because we've been knocking on wood so hard. But yeah, I'm doing a gentle knock on wood right now <laughs> just because hopefully they return. You know, it's, yeah. it's always been a thing of mystery with this Timberwolves team in terms of injury status and is he questionable for tonight or whatever, right, you know. Right. So uh, hopefully we'll see them back. Uh, Towns is with the team, so it seems like you won't go on the road trip if you were yeah. one. I mean, it means he's not experiencing any symptoms. If he was contagious, he's, he would not be on the road ne- trip. He's negative yes. now, but he's in that period where you got to be negative and then you got to ramp back up to where you haven't worked out for two weeks or something. Right. So. so, you know, hopefully we'll see him tomorrow. You know, I would love to see him back, but it I seems, think he's been ruled out for it, Friday's okay. game. Okay. It seems yeah. likely, though, by this time next week, by the time we record next week's pod, yeah, he will. He should be back. He should be back. Yeah. Well, but Wancho's a little closer. You know, he was actually suited up. In uniform, I believe, um, I think for that, that that second Cleveland game and then definitely the other nights in San Antonio, um, he's listed as questionable for Friday's game. So he might even play uh, here on Friday as we record this. And then uh, Town seems very close behind that again, traveling with the team. And he's probably just getting ramped back up. And then, you you know, from there, you'd probably see those guys, you know, have 20 minute stints, that kind of thing, or 20 minute nights, you know, so maybe they won't play the full minutes. Uh who knows how that'll all work out? But just you know, just a little update to, to say that you know it's all you know reading the tea leaves because this is all you know with with Hernan Gomez he's in the you know he's in the injury report is questionable but for Towns you know he's still out but you know John Krasinski's had some tweets about it we've heard some other rumblings that you know it's going to be soon I think Glenn Taylor uh, that's what it was it was Glenn Taylor uh, had a had a nugget of the Pioneer Press or for Doogie or something like that saying it was. It was going to be close, so uh, you know we're hoping hoping for quick returns here from uh, Carl Towns coming back 
to the Wolves uh, this week. But that'll that'll be interesting because they, they'll have some some moves to make as far as you know who's going to be playing and stuff, especially at the power forwards guy. I mean, what, do you think Hernan Gomez will just jump right in at the? Uh, I mean, obviously we're saying he'll you know just have like a a few games maybe ramping up, but once he's full strength, do you think he'll start again or do? Because it was it was uh, Vanderbilt for a while, and now it's Anthony Edwards or Josh Okogie at power forward. When Hernan Gomez is all ready to go, do you think he will start at power forward? Not if he comes back before Cat. I think he only starts next to Cat. You okay. know, like okay, I think I think if Cat's yeah. not back yet, then we'll start yeah. with Ed Davis and maybe Jo at the four or someone else at the four. I just yeah. don't think he gets his starting spot back because he plays zero defense. By the way, I mean, <laughs> I mean to be fair, playing zero defense implies that he could play defense if he tried. I think he doesn't have the ability to stack up athletically and play NBA defense. His feet are so slow, you know. Uh. And so I just think that you know if you're playing a, a zero on defense at the power forward, then you need Cat next to him. And so I can't. See him starting but that is the question i mean he's looked like garbage and uh maybe <laughs> making me look really smart in the offseason when i immediately poo-pooed his deal uh man does he look bad hopefully his time away has let him get his head right as lot as well as his body but yeah um yeah it just is like right season left right now who do you want to see at power for it i feel like you know if we were talking frankly it would be vanderbilt you know mcdaniel's Maybe even Layman you would want to see before uh, Wancho, but Wancho's the guy with the big money, and we can't just give up on that contract yet, especially, you know, this team is always wanting to move guys. Every, they're always aware of the value of their assets, and yeah. right now he is an asset that has been extremely devalued. You know, right now you would have to give up like a first-round pick to get rid of his $7 million a year contract because it's such a bad contract right now. So I think we'll have to play him. We'll have to give him minutes to just – let him get back to the level we know he can play. Yeah, it's at. too early to write him off in that kind of we, way. We though, know, though, you know? So. it's the same way with Layman. We know they're better basketball players. Than yeah, this. yeah. So we just have to get them back to that level. But until they do, it's going to be really painful watching Vanderbilt get a DNP or watching McDaniel's get a DNP when uh, Wancho is giving you twenty minutes of nothing. You know. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be McDaniel's. He'll probably be the one. Uh, but hey, it'll uh, it'll be nice block. for Ryan and D'Lo to have someone else on the team getting a bunch of hate, right? <laughs> Yeah, let's find some other punching bags. I don't know here. why I'm bringing this up. We were mistaken on the trade deadline, by the way. I know. I was going to bring that up, too. Because yep. we thought it would be done by now. I looked it up. I, well, here's the problem. When you Google NBA trade deadline 2021, the first thing is an ESPN article that says it's February 6th. It is not. But that must have been from a, you know, before they had yep. a, you know, sort of a more, you know, concrete schedule for what this year was going to be. So, yeah. When is it? It's like March 21st or something? March 25th. So March we still got 25th, a month and a half. Yeah. That makes sense. We were saying how it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know, yeah. so um, yeah, plenty of time to Lots figure out time. a lot of time for Wancho to build up that trade value so we can get off that contract. Hey, eh? yes, absolutely. Same All with right. Ricky. Let's move on. Here we go. He's on fire. Iowa Wolves are back. Is it too late to put Wancho on that lineup? It is <laughs> to answer Rats. your question. Rats. <laughs> but this lineup has been changed a little bit in addition to the 2021 roster that has been announced. Uh, you know, the Wolves uh, did add uh, uh, Mr. Hagens. What's uh, what's Hagens' first name? Ashton Hagens. Ashton Hagens from the University of uh, Kentucky. Of Just to remind you all, of the Georgia players we have on our roster, including Ant, J.O., oh. Malik, yep. and Ashton. Ashton is the only one of the four to win Georgia's Mr. Basketball Ooh, Award. Ooh, there you go. So, yeah, he'll be down there uh, with, the, with the Iowa Wolves. 
they are one of uh, what, like eighteen teams or something like that, who will be participating in the in the new bubble. Um, you, you know, know how you know how the WNBA bubble is called the Wubble. Yes, are we going to call this the Gubble? This the G is, League bubble. Yes, the Gubble. Yes, I believe that is the name for it. Uh, also, uh, you know, uh, I listened to the Dunk Down NBA Dunk Down podcast with Nate Duncan and uh, Daniel Larue said the same thing the other day, Scott. So, ah, oh, right, great, great minds. Great I minds. do not listen to that podcast. Yeah, great everybody. minds great think alike minds. and. Uh, yeah, I can't remember if it was the gubble or the jubble. What should it be? The gubble? I like saying I can't gubble. remember what he said, but yeah, gubble. Jubble sounds, if I were to sound out jubble, it would it be with like a J. J. Yeah, yeah, gubble. Yeah. Let's do gubble. gubble. Yeah. Barney gubble. I think it has to be. Uh, so, yes, it'll be going on uh, here. Uh, it'll be starting up here next week. Starts on uh, February 10th and goes through uh, March, uh, mid March or so. And it's going to be great. At the end of it, it's an eight-team single elimination tournament. Oh, shoot. It's like March Madness, everybody. So you know if you're Iowa Wolves, which I think they should be. They've been so well coached since Rosas took over. Yeah, Sam Newman. If they are one of the top eight teams, we will be doing something fun to follow (laughs) along once they reach that uh, March Madness. And it will be in March, so truly a March Madness-style G League playoff tournament. Yeah, so the Wolves... uh, uh, you know, besides Hagen's, there's not a lot of names here. Oh, I that think really I think that out. you know the the deep Wolves fans will recognize a few. Lindell Wigginton <laughs> has been around before. Yeah, Canyon Barry, who is uh, Rick Barry's son, right? Yes. And then we have Alonzo yes. Trier. Cheer, cheer, Alonzo Trier. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So those are the names that I've recognized before. Some yeah. of these other guys: Charlie Brown Jr., the son of Charlie Brown. Yes. We have Zillon. It's a Dylan with a Z. Zillon Cheathome. <laughs> Tyler Cook, Jalen Johnson, Aid Murky. I recognize Aid Murky as well. Jordan Murphy and Dakari Tucker are also on the squad. Nice. Got some good names there. Some great names. Canyon. <laughs> Come on. Let's get Canyon. Canyon in. as a first name is very good. Let's yeah. get him into the NBA. Canyon. Yeah. So we're, we're big fans of the Iowa Wolves. You know, hopefully they get a brain alpha down to the. I hope so. Uh, probably not. Non-essential portion. Of, well, he is essential. He's a member of the team. Yeah. So. Come on. Uh, yeah. We're, we're big Iowa Wolves guys. We've uh, always said we want to go go down to Des Moines, our old hometown of yeah, Des Moines. Yeah, we'll see a game at the Wells Fargo Center. Exactly, and we can't do that this year, but we'll do it again in the future. And the games will, uh, let's see, there's a 14 regular season games will air on ESPN2 or ESPNU. And that's for the whole league, though. For the whole league. That's not 14 If you're watching the Iowa Wolves, you'll most likely be on ESPN+. Plus. They will be having every game that's not broadcast. And in addition, 12 games will be broadcast simultaneously on NBA TV and Twitch. Nice. I love the embrace of Twitch. I watched the T-Wolves Gaming League on Twitch. It worked really well. Oh, yeah, yeah. They did a great job. So I, I imagine I'll be tuning in to watch the Iowa Wolves on Twitch as well sometimes this season. But just wanted to give you a heads up because the tip-off here is in, you know, like uh, seven, eight days or whatever. So um, let's all, you know, once again, the Iowa Wolves, I would say, is one of the feathers in Rosas's cap in terms of how well he's handled it. It's been one of the things the front office has impressed me with the most. And once again, Papa Glenn, who yeah, was disappointed you deleted the sound drop with KG saying he doesn't know about <laughs> basketball. Uh, you know, he, he, he paid the money. He paid the fee, the league fee right. to get us in there. So let's appreciate Papa Glenn's uh, listening to the purse strings and watch a few <laughs> Iowa Wolves games together. Everybody. Yeah, 15 regular season games, and then hopefully they can make it into the – to the uh, the playoff, the the eighteen playoff down there in the in the in the gubble. Is that what we're saying? The, the gubble. Gu- the gubble. <laughs> the Barney Orla- gubble. The the Walt Disney World Orlando gubble. 
everybody. And so. once again, you know, if it's tough to watch the Timberwolves and you want to watch something else, Iowa Wolves. And also, yeah. if you are like us and absolutely love watching every Timberwolves games, regardless of how outmatched they are, <laughs> then that means that those three days, because they're playing four games a week, the three other days a week, maybe you can watch oh Iowa Wolves. Oh my gosh, yeah, you get your whole week all filled up. Perfect. That'd be fun. Wolves every night. <laughs> That'd be fun if they schedule them on the off nights, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, we'll be uh, following up with some uh, Isle Wolves uh, updates as the season goes on because, uh, you know, it's interesting because it's just like, yeah, those guys are some of the, you know, players who've been playing really well and surprising for the team. You know, Nas Reed and, uh, you know, we got a little Jalen Noel happening right now. Plus, stuff, you get to see so. some uh, old Timberwolves faithful like uh, Michael Beasley, I think, is in the league. Lance yeah. Stevenson is going to be in the That's G League right. for this. Some so old heads in there. You get to watch yeah. some former T Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of reasons to watch the Iowa Wolves. Cheer, cheer, Alonzo Trier, everyone. <laughs> Very nice. All right. It is sponsor time. Let's pivot over there. And, uh, you know, it's episode 150. So, you know, we decided to take the reins of this episode and uh, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you dig what we have uh, to offer this week for the sponsor of Wolves Cast. Uh, here at Wolves Cast, we are proud to be the longest running Timberwolves podcast in team history. The 150th episode in this show marks a momentous occasion. In honor of reaching this nice big round number, we've decided to unveil a new product Wolves Cast, the complete collection. This 19 piece vinyl box set includes the first 150 episodes of Wolvescast. That's over 175 hours of audio spanning five years. Listen back to your favorite episodes the way podcasts were meant to be played on a turntable through the best speakers in your house. But that's not all. Wolvescast, the complete collection, also includes a bonus record featuring deleted segments, director's commentary, and the never-before-heard Bullscast episode we made after we lost a bet with SB Nation's Bloggable. Turns out Tom Thibodeau can sign more than four of his former players to the Timberwolves. Ah, ah shouldn't have bet that one. Ah. Help us celebrate our 150th episode by ordering this massive 45-pound collection. You'll be the proud owner of every episode, every segment, and every Tom Thibodeau impression we've ever recorded. Act now, and this collector's item can be yours for four easy payments of only $149.99. Thank you to Wolvescast for supporting Wolvescast. Up next, time for Cold Takes. What's cooler than being cool? Cold Takes. 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 You know, I don't think we mentioned it uh, before, but we actually do sell products. Oh, what do we have? What I think have? I think uh, everyone who orders the uh, Wolf's Cast Complete Collection should get a free th- Tom Thibodeau mullet pin, oh, enamel yeah. pin thrown oh, in. Yeah. Lord knows we have a bunch of those. Those are real products. But let me tell you, the uh, Timber Tea Trees shirt, uh-huh. lawn sleeve shirt with the kind of the Timberwolves trees from those black classic jerseys that's that everyone right, loves. Yeah. That's been the most loved product by my wife. Oh, good. She loves wearing them, those long sleeve tees. Shout out to Meg. And also we got our most popular item ever, the wolf palm hat. Oh, I still wear it all the time. We're about to get into cold takes because it's a cold weekend. And let me tell you, when I shovel tonight, I will be wearing my wolf palm hat because <laughs> it is so warm. So if you want to check that out, go to wolfscast.com. We do have a store. We have products. And, uh, you know, nothing pairs better with the Wolf's Cast Complete Collection than checking some of that out. But now that we've got our long sleeve tees 
and we got our palm hat on. We're a little bundled. Oh, it's going to be so cold this weekend. It's been so <laughs> lucky. Like I have to take this puppy out like 12 times a day oh, or man, whatever. Uh, I've just been throwing on a hoodie and going outside. No. It's been so easy. You don't even have to coax her out when it's this warm. And we're going to get some oh, uh, maybe we, even below zero. We got highs in the negative this weekend. So for some true Minnesota what winter. What is that? I'm trying to think about what that is for our international listeners uh, in Celsius. Oh, great uh, question. I, 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 talk, <laughs> what is that number? One of the few things I can't be more ignorant of is the degrees change. Like I'm better right. better with like meters and even grams and stuff okay, like that than yeah. I am. But like get me into Celsius and I'm lost, you know? Yeah, I understand. It's cold though. It's cold. It is. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. And because of that, it's uh, we got to do cold takes. Uh, you know, hot takes have no home here uh, on Wolf's Cast. But uh, the, the cold takes, you know, it's a segment we do. Every uh, every now and then, where we just give it to you plain and simple, okay? No spin, no uh, no hype. You know, we're not trying to shock anybody here. We're just going to. We're not give you trying the to be those big for their britches. New York City, L.A. Oh, media markets. Get that out of here. Or the bigger the noise, the bitter, the bigger <laughs> broadcast you're going to get. Just saying stuff for, for, yeah. for people to react to you. That's not us. Here in Minnesota, we give you that modest, nice Minnesota, nice kind of take. This is just. The truth. Yeah, this this stuff isn't going to shock anybody. So let's uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, I'm going to get us started here uh, with a frosty take for you, Scott. I hope you're prepared. Uh, let's let's go for it. <clears throat> All right, cold take number one. Brian Saunders is on thin ice. Cold. Yes, and uh, I mean it. He's uh, this is a guy who you know is you know he, he's just. He's he's on his last leg, you know. This is someone who's had to endure many many losses, many come from behind losses. His team, even without his best players uh, playing a lot of the games uh, with Carl Anthony Towns and others, still underperforming, even with the guys he has. So, you know, not a lot of wins for Ryan Saunders, and you'd like to see a, a guy who's known as a players' coach actually having his players. You know, step up and go above and beyond for him, and we just haven't seen that yet. So, you know, uh, Ryan Saunders is someone who, uh, you know, is is has got to be one of the one of the coaches in this league who is uh, really worried about his job. So, I, you know, I think it could be coming soon. But uh, Ryan Saunders better uh, fix things quickly because uh, he is on thin ice. And for our international fans, thin ice is actually a very dangerous thing here in Minnesota. Mm. People drive their pickup trucks onto frozen lakes to do ice fishing because the Whoa. ice is so thick. And people will go snowboarding, you know, or snow blowing, snow snow blowing, mm-hmm. snow snowmobiling is yes. the word I want to say. I've got a cousin in law in law who is a big uh, ice fishing fan, and so every year though Ooh. you see some idiots who would drive on ice that is too thin, and their entire truck will go through the ice. You can watch videos online <laughs> every year; a couple of idiots do it. So a thin ice is something that you don't like because you might fall through. All right, Scott. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing uh, what your first cold take of the show is. Let's uh, let's get that right now. This Minnesota Timberwolves team, your 2020-2021 Minnesota Timberwolves, are very likely to blow big leads, especially late in games. 
it's a team that, you know, a lot of other teams don't take very seriously. So you might see something like the Sixers where they're kind of playing with their food in the first half. I mean, the Spurs have had a tendency to do that with the Timberwolves for the past 20 years, too. Or they're just playing around with you. And then when it comes time to, I think people sometimes refer to it as nut-cutting time. You know, that fourth quarter where things matter. Uh, the teams, the better teams, just turn it on. They realize they can just not really be that serious and then just out-execute us in the fourth. Some teams are so sure of this, they'll let us get up by 15 points or greater because they know that they have the number, our number and that when it comes time to run plays and execute the offense, they can do that. So why do they have to pay attention early in the game? So that's why this team, when even when they get up big, you're going to watch them blow lots of points because we just don't have the execution or the chemistry or the history together to you know be competent at that stage of the game. Wow. So you're saying that like even though the Wolves are in full control of the game through three quarters, they might still lose. There's just no assumptions going. Actually, if you're going to assume anything going into the fourth, you should assume we're going to cough up that lead. Got it. Got it. Yeah, okay. That's, uh, that's It'll make that. you seem like a smart NBA fan yeah. to your others. You'll be, oh, the Timberwolves are up by 20 going into the fourth, and you could be like, I think the Timberwolves are going to lose. Everyone's going to say, wow. you're crazy, and then they'll lose, and they'll be like, wow, what a great NBA mind. What insight. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to uh, – I'll just be looking for that Yeah, here in the next uh, few games. You don't have to look very true. hard, let yeah. me tell you. It'll be noticeable. All right. All right. I got another uh, cold, 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 cold take uh, lined up here for you, Scott. Let's do it. All right. Next one from me. The Minnesota Lynx have uh, improved their team in free agency. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that uh, – you know the Lynx. You know they signed. They, they've signed a three-time All-Star in Caleb McBride, Scott. And uh, you know when you sign a former All-Star, uh, someone who's one of the best players in the league, you know offensively and defensively. Um, you know when you already have a little bit of a deficit in your backcourt, that's going to make you a better team. So that's what's happening for the Lynx this year. And you know much like uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, the Lynx's best player is their center, Sylvia Fowles. So uh, you need to have shooting around her. You need to, you know, make sure that they can't crowd her and double her. And uh, you know, the links with, uh, you know, with with uh, Kayla McBride, they've done that. All right, she's one of the best, uh, uh, you know, shooters in the, in the whole WNBA, and uh, she's going to fit beautifully around uh, Sylvia Fowle. So that makes me think that the Lynx have improved their team in free agency. It's insane to me, Neil, how Glenn Taylor can be the owner of the worst managed team in the NBA and the best managed team in the WNBA. We are the Golden State Warriors yeah. of the WNBA. And not this year's Golden State Warriors. I mean the dynasty team. Yeah. Last year, we made, we were three wins away from the finals uh, with our best player missing. Out. Yeah, so our second, only played six games. Our, our best two players at the time were a second-year player <laughs> and a rookie who was rookie of the year. And so just to bring that team back with a healthy Sylvia Fowles, you'd be like, wow, that's I like our chances to get to the finals. And then to bring in someone like Kayla McBride. Woo. Oh, my God. This is what it's like to be a fan of a good team. And it's just like I'm being spoiled, you guys. I can't believe it. It's your Minnesota Lynx. Absolutely. They're going to be way up there again this year. And, uh, you know, we have the problem in, on, the, on, the, on the Wolves side of having two J-Macs. And now on the Lynx side, we have a K-Mac mm-hmm. and uh, Kayla McBride. So lots of lots of that name going around. Interesting season here for the Lynx upcoming up in May. J Mick uh, and J Mac. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, we'll exactly. We'll J Mick, J Mac. If that's the biggest problem, we're in a good situation. All right, one more here, Scott, from you. I hope you have another, uh, you know, lukewarm uh, to cold. Hopefully the water is oh, a little it's, bit cold. It's frosty. Here. Let's get it because I, I need to come back inside. 
This yeah. is like those TV anchors who have to stand outside in the blizzard Ooh. to do their weather report Ooh, because somehow being outside in the weather makes you a better weather person. All right, here we go. I'm excited to hear it. Here we go. Blow into my hands, rub them together, get a little friction going. Here's my cold take, everyone. Jada McDaniels, guy that we're all excited to watch, is very skinny. Not not just skinny, very skinny. This guy is 6'9", 185 pounds. And you know how KG would lie about his height? I'm pretty sure McDaniels <laughs> is lying about his weight because 185 seems like a lot. Now, I'm 6'2", and so I realize that, you know, when you're taller than me, that you're expected to have more weight than me, you know? And if I were... If I were 6'2 in 185, I'd be like, this is a very svelte weight to be at. To add another, you know, seven inches and keep that weight the same, it's incredible he's even allowed in the league. Like, this is, this is like Corey Brewer, this is Hakeem Warwick, this is, uh, this is Kevin Durant levels of slim. I mean, talk about a slim reaper who's going to make Kevin Durant look buff by comparison. It's just, if he turns sideways, sometimes I can't see him anymore. So, everybody, just to let you know, Jaden McDaniels. What a skinny guy. Wow, the Hakeem Warwick reference on the Wolves cast here, Sky. Wow, that is a deep, deep pull right there. He is just in my head as the guy who had the skinniest wow. legs I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I would watch him, and it was like when you create a character in NBA 2K <laughs> and you, like, make their their midsection as thick as possible, and then you make their limbs as skinny as possible, and it looks like an alien walking around on toothpicks. That's what he, the Warwick always looked like. So, huh. McDaniels... He, even his legs are thicker That's interesting. than Hickey Yeah, you're saying that McDaniels is skinny. I'm going to have to like look a little closer on the next time I watch I think you'll see what I'm see. saying. I think you'll see uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Skinny dude. Yeah, it seemed like he might have had a little bit of muscle, but I'm thinking maybe not. You know, maybe, maybe not really, you know, could add some more potentially. I think, I think this is the downside. The, you know, we always talk about what Rosas does right. But the whole bringing in nutritionists and personal chefs for these guys, making sure that they're getting like the best diet possible, I just think it's a competitive disadvantage because let's have these guys eat candy. Let's have them eat something fattening because, come on, guys, besides Anthony Edwards, I would say everyone on this team is skinnier than they should be, right? Beef him up. Even Ant, it's not like he's fat. He's muscular, though. He's got got some muscle on the bone, whereas I feel like, once again, I said at the beginning of the season, I believe it's true, we have the skinniest team in the league. (laughs) We are the most underweight team in the NBA. Yeah. All right. There you go. Cold takes. Let us know what your coldest takes are at Wolvescast on Twitter. Give us the takes that are the same temperature as whatever's in D'Angelo Russell's veins. Nice. All right. Let's get you weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your weekly Wolfies. All right. Award time is here. Uh, time to uh, you know give away some hardware right now, Scott. Uh, why don't you get us started off uh, with uh, your weekly Wolfie? Sure, for this week, I'd love to. It's February month of love, everybody. The, the Hallmark Collection or the company are yes. forcing their holiday to huge sell cards, month. but huge month. Hey, uh, you got ten days as of this day of recording to get your uh, your ducks in a row for Valentine's Day. Sometimes uh-huh. I wait too late, you know. It's going to be weird this year. The thing Meg always wants is just flowers in the office. But there's no office this year. Yeah, flowers in the home, man. I'll figure something out. But (laughs) with that in mind, I want to commend somebody who's finding love. That's like Kevin Love finds love, everybody. Ooh. 
We're Kevin Love guys out here. That's yep. another thing. If you've listened to 150 episodes, we didn't hate when he left. And we actually, I think, had a sponsor one year about not booing him when he comes back because yeah. he doesn't deserve it. He didn't do anything. I mean, we, we even at the time when he left, we had the joke jersey burning where we didn't really burn his jersey. <laughs> that wasn't us. That was, you know, the Tim, Timberwolves, yeah. uh, you know, fans who were doing that. So right. I think we all, the most people realize that Kevin Love is not someone who deserves scorn for us in any way. And he's one of our favorite Timberwolves. I mean, I know whenever I'm seeing him on Instagram, I, I look and it says, it's been liked by Neely Drum, you know? And it's uh, someone that Still we both follow. follow. You know, there's a lot of guys who come and go through this franchise. And, you know, we follow them while they're here and we unfollow them when they leave. But all of us have kept Kevin Love following because we want to see what the Banana Republic is coming out with in their newest <laughs> line of clothing. That guy yeah. makes clothes look good. What a model. He's got some and good sponsors right there. Great dog content. And if you've been following for any amount of the time, you've seen his girlfriend who has been a long-term girlfriend to him. Especially great when you've been, uh, you know, hearing about some of the mental challenges he's gone through. He's opened up. Let us know about and It's been so good for the league and for the world to have professional athletes talk earnestly about mental health. He's talked about his panic attacks, things like that. And, you know, he's had uh, this great woman by his side this entire time. And in the past week, they got engaged. So I'm just so excited for Kevin Love, finding love. That guy deserves all the good that's coming to him in the world. And I'm just... I wanted to focus on something positive, and find, finding love is uh, something we should celebrate. So, congratulations to Kevin Love. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see what role you give your dog in your in your future wedding. You know, flower girl, you know that dog is going to be a part of the wedding party or something. You know, yeah, it's going that dog's going to be involved. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, just congratulations to Kevin Love, everyone. Uh, let's let's give it up for one of the most impactful players in franchise history. Absolutely, Kevin Love. You know, we still love you. We still love love. And uh, yeah, like Scott said, still follow him. Still, still rooting for Kevin Love. Great follow, NBA great champion, follow. NBA champion. That's Kevin right. Love, right there. He had the decisive defensive play yeah. of one of the greatest NBA Finals I've ever seen. Legendary, right there. Game seven. Um, all right, my uh, my weekly Wolfie is going to uh, some podcasts. We have uh, you know we talked about the links and their uh, free agency uh, you know signings that they had this week, but uh, yeah, NBA or WNBA free agency uh, kicked off on Monday, and there's lots of news happening right now around the WNBA. So I want to make sure that everybody knows about uh, Winsider. That is uh, Winsider.com. W i n s i d r. We'll link to it in the show notes, but. Uh, I think I've shot out the website before, which is, you know, got some great content on there, but they've really pivoted the podcast in a big way. They have the Windsider show. They have a show called uh, um, the Skyhook, which kind of looks at different teams. And then, uh, you know, then they also have uh, Ben Dole's Floor Game podcast. So, you know, the, the, it's a different day in the WNBA right now. I got to say that because in the past, you know, A, there wasn't that many free agency signings and players moving, but because of the new CBA, there's all these different levels of contracts now, and these players want like more money and stuff, so they're able to get it, and so they're moving teams a little bit more, and with that, there's just way more, uh, you know, discussion around these things. And most importantly of all, we're finally to the point now with, with the free agency where we're getting the dollar and year amounts on these contracts, so it's not just like, oh, it's a mystery 
history. We don't know how much they signed for. We can't look at the cap and stuff. Now we can like analyze the cap sheets of every all 12 teams, know what the exact dollar amounts are, and it's just a way better uh, discussion um, around everything with free agency and offseason and stuff. So it's a really great – in the past, it was just like there wasn't that much to talk about because we didn't really know that information. Now there's way more movement. There's way more info. It's a great time to dive in to the WNBA and, uh, you know, just get – you know, people love, you know, the trades and the movement around any sport, really. And finally, the WNBA is catching up to that and has that as a part of their league. So check out Winsider. It's a great place to start with, uh, you know, just knowing who's moving where and what's going on and stuff in the off seasons. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously we try to promote podcasts of all sorts here on this show. So, you know, as a, as a podcast listener yourself, as you listen to Wolf's Cast, I'm sure you would enjoy listening to uh, the Windsider show as well and also uh, Ben Dill's Floor Game, which is part of the Windsider Network. So It's great. Yeah. Uh, like. I think it's unfathomable for NBA fans to think about that because for yeah. the past like 10 years, if you just type Imagine in not knowing. Michael yeah. Beasley contract, you're going <laughs> to yeah. get like two full Google pages of just different websites <laughs> that are breaking down his contract year by year with all the intricacies of it. It's just like it has been e- such readily infor- available information for NBA players that to think that mm-hmm. like you couldn't do that for the women's side of the game, yeah. it's just just goes to show you. So I think it's a huge step forward, and I also enjoy that. So that's a great Wolfie. Yep, check out Windsider. All right, let's uh, let's finish this show, episode one hundred and fifty, uh, and you know, momentous show indeed. But uh, you know, still still a standard template show for us. So it's got to be a game here at the end, Scott. What uh, what are you thinking? What should we do here? We have a quiz about every question you got wrong during the past one hundred and fifty episodes. We're gonna see oh, if you can get them right this time. Oh boy. I wow. hope you, you set aside 30 minutes because that's oh all I was going to say. Gosh. No, no, this is a game. This is a game I haven't done before. Okay. It's called Wikipedia Wolves. <laughs> that other game would be something you've done. I, I feel I, like you've I done I used to it do before. it once a season. At the end of the season, I'd be like, here are all the questions you got wrong in the Did past you season. Did you learn your lesson? Those are good. Uh, I might do it again. I reserve the right. Yeah, but I always can. Not tonight. It's 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 not even mid-season yet. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, all right, so. What we're going to do with the Wikipedia Wolves is I'm going to read the career highlights and awards section of Wikipedia, that sidebar. And as I'm going through them, they're going to be of different Timberwolves. Past. All past, actually. I don't have a present <laughs> no one. No present. No present one. <laughs> no and future wolves. So once you think you you have identified the resume, I'll let you rein in. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you. I Here's the thing, because I can keep going. I can go for a while. Some of these are really long. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. I'll let you guess. Okay. If you get it wrong, I will give you a few more clues and give you a second chance. But I just don't think I have to go through all of these. Some of these you'll recognize pretty quickly. Okay, so this are like um, all-star appearances and stuff like that? Stuff like that. Any uh, the career highlights and awards. And and uh, so this could be any part of their career, not just their Timberwolves career, potentially. That's correct. Most of them are not in <laughs> their Timberwolves career. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, uh, let's see what we can do here. All right, let's go with our first player, Neil. NBA champion. NBA most valuable player. 15-time NBA All-Star. KG Kevin Garnett. Start, starting at the top. That's right. It's kind of a proof of concept. I want to make sure you Thank you. It. Yeah, no, that's nice. That's nice. All right, next up, Neil. This is an NBA All-Star. An NBA All-Rookie first team. Two-time NCAA champion. NCAA Final Four most outstanding player. Olympic gold medalist. Uh, wait, uh, <laughs> slow down a little bit. Okay, sure. Uh, I have right now. He was a one-time NBA All-Star, one-time NBA All-Rookie First Team, two-time NCAA champion. He was the consensus National College Player of the Year. NBA, NCAA Final Four. All right. Is it Corey Brewer? Is that where we are? 
Did Corey Brewer win a gold medal? Oh, no. Gold medal at the... Huh. Gold medal, I mean, Kevin Love? Was Kevin Love a two-time NCAA champion? Hmm. I don't know it. Who is it? Who is a two-time NCAA champion who won a gold medal and has played for the Timberwolves? I don't know Number any. 32, retired by the Duke Blue Devils. Oh, Leitner. Leitner in the house. That's right. Christian Leitner. Oh, that's a really good one. Forgot about that, that uh, Dream Team. Dream 92. Team gold medal. The college, the yeah. token college player on the wow, team. Wow, okay. All right, next up, Neil. Yeah, go slow in between each Sure. Two-time NBA All-Star. Two-time All-NBA third team. NBA All-Rookie first time. Three-time CBA champion. That is the Chinese Basketball Association. <laughs> CBA Finals MVP. This is uh, Stefan Marbury, I believe. Wow. Six-time Chinese All-Star. Chinese All-Star <laughs> Game MVP, Finals MVP. He has a statue built of him in You China. say he was third-team All-NBA? He made the third-team two times. I'm surprised. He only made the All-Star Game two times. Huh? I thought there'd be more for Steph. Probably all with the Nets and... Yeah. Yeah. All right, Neil. Next up. NBA Most Valuable Player. MVP. Three-time NBA All-Star. All-NBA First Team. NBA Rookie of the Year. Wait, he's the MVP of the whole league? MVP of the whole league and was also the Rookie of the Year. Uh... <laughs> we are... Wait, the Bulls have more than one MVP. Yeah. MVP. Oh... D. Rose. D. Rose has to be. That's correct. Yep. Also, Illinois Mr. Basketball. <laughs> Never played in an Olympics, though. It was injured yeah, yeah. during the wrong years. Hard in the guard spot. All right, now this is my last one, unless you want me to do more, because I've got yeah, some for the IG. One more is good. We'll, yeah, we'll take the rest of the IG. This is another NBA champion, who is actually also NBA Finals MVP. He was a five-time NBA All-Star. Finals MVP. NBA Finals MVP and champion. His number has been retired by the team he won the championship with. So All-NBA second team, five-time All-Star, five-time NBA third team. Final, finals MVP? I should, finals, be able to, I should be able to get it off MVP, that one. Yeah. Finals MVP. Jeez. Uh, Champion, number retired by the team he won. It's not KG. We already did that one. That's correct. And his number hasn't been retired anywhere yet. And... Um, Kicking myself for not knowing this one. His number four is his number is apparently number four was retired by Colorado Buffaloes. So if you know someone from Colorado, oh, three times it. Mr. Colorado it. basketball. It's Billups. That is correct, Chauncey. His <laughs> oh. number one retired oh, by that's the That's a really Pistons. good one. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good one. Some champions. So the good news for everybody is I've got a couple more stored up, some really good ones, and we will post them on the Instagram Wolvescast yeah. Pod. You can answer them yourselves to see if you can identify the Timberwolves by their career highlights and awards section on Wikipedia. Nice stuff right there. That's also, Billups is such a good one. I mean, like just like two years of the Wolves, maybe yeah, not even. Exactly, yeah, yeah. but impactful years, 2000 to 2002, yeah, I think. Finals MVP. That's Anyways, nice. I think that uh, there was a really good article on the Rainer I'm remembering that it's behind the Wikipedia photos of players. Oh, like, funny. why are the Wikipedia photos of NBA players so trash? It's because none of them are like free use. So like they're using like photos that somebody took from the stands and, sh- yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And Latrell Sprewell does not have a Wikipedia photo, everybody. So some of these are really garbage photos oh. on there. So I just think it's funny. The Rainer had a good deep dive and they answered a question I've, I didn't even know I've always had in the back of 
of my head, so you can check that out too. Got to submit one of Spree, I guess. Find if out. anyone has a royalty-free Latrell yeah. Spreewell photo, yeah, let's get that Find on there. Phone, please send it in. Nice. Well, uh, thanks for listening to episode 150 of Wolves Cast. We've had a great time doing this for many years, and you know, it's just just a number of episodes. It doesn't really matter, but it's still a cool milestone to reflect a little bit. So, thanks for letting us do that, and thanks yeah. for listening over all this time. Again, whether it's your first episode or your 150th. Uh, we appreciate what you. What is this team going to look like at episode 200? Let's go. Yeah. What are, who are we going to be angry at then? The end of next what year? role player yeah. are we going to be making a big deal about? Yeah. Like, Remember all the jokes we made about Marcus George's hunt? <laughs> Gorgeous hunt. That's right. I can't believe it. Who knows? And which like washed player, former like MVP is going to be on the walls? I'm going to guess Russell Westbrook. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Something be. like that. Some washed like former MVP. Like Derek Rose. Somebody like that. But yeah. But, Everyone, listen, uh, we wouldn't have made it to five years without you and without you telling other people about us. Uh, most of our uh, subscribers, I know this for a fact, this is yeah. a real stat that I have, are, we gain through word of mouth. So yeah. tell your friends, tell your family, anyone who's interested in the Wolves, especially people who are like, you know, I just kind of like basketball. Well, let them join in because we keep things a little bit more casual. There are That's better right. podcasts than us to, you know, yeah. go analytic and stuff. And like, yeah, we don't have too many in jokes either. You can. Just, I can't you believe can just, you can just jump in and, and be ready to go. And we made the claim. And I think it might be real. Actually, Neil blew me away when he said we're the longest running Timberwolves podcast still going. Who's been doing this longer than us? It's tell crazy. Us, tell us. Let us know. Crazy. So thank you for listening. We're not going to stop. Uh, shout out to Canis Hoopus for having us uh, post on their website. Give us a shout out, a follow at Wolfscast on Twitter, Wolfscast Store for your palm hat, Wolfscast Pod on Instagram, and Canis Hoopus for being the best at what they do. Yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of Wolfscast. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, goodbye. I'm not a big fan of the NCAA, to tell you the truth. I think they're a I lot. I think they're a bunch of hypocrites. <laughs>